0: I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The e-book is available on my website happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.
1: You don't have to be a victim of your thoughts you 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 can acknowledge that they're going to do strange things sometimes but you don't actually have to always be a victim you can create a new reaction to that you can create a new pattern to that so it's just that awareness that you know do something consciously a few times let your brain kind of go all right mate i've got that i'll take over i'll run that in the background for you
0: Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy, and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse Podcast. Today, I am joined by Matt Hale. Matt is the winner of three National Comedy Awards, a former radio personality and TV presenter for Channel 9's Destination WA. Matt Hale is better known as Australia's comedy hypnotist. In addition to his live hypnotherapy shows, he's filmed a TV special for Channel 7. He is a keynote speaker with his presentation and best-selling book, Mind Hacking, Mind hacking Happiness, even. Awesome. <laughs> he has released his own range of hypnosis audio programs and conducts group seminars on a variety of subjects, including memory, stress-busting, motivation, sales training, weight management, and smoking cessation. He has recently had UK bookmakers William Hill officially issue odds of a 1,000 to 1 of him replacing Daniel Craig as the next James Bond. Matt's favourite pastimes are foil surfing, surfing, snowboarding and travelling with his wife and manager, Catherine. Welcome, Matt.
1: Wow, I'm exhausted just listening to all that. I think it's time to go back to bed.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to interview you you (laughs) because where do we even start with this? This is awesome.
1: well, I think we can probably cut about 98% of uh, everything that I, I have been doing out of that intro, out of what's happening right now, but okay. uh, that may be different uh, when people are listening to this in the future, of course. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the James Bond thing. This thing's fascinating me. <laughs> Where does that come from?
1: Uh, okay. The background to that is, like I, I, you know, you see all these bizarre odds sometimes, you know, of, you know, there's a... I mean, it happens amongst all kind of, obviously there's all the normal big sporting events and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes they have these novelty bets where there's like, wow, you know, such and such is the next, you know, 20 to one by the next James Bond. Such and such is, you know, seven to one. And I can't remember the odds. <laughs> if you go to my TEDx talk, I actually do have the slide with the um, official odds on there uh, that, that I displayed. But it was something like, I, I think I saw... Like David Beckham was like a hundred to one or something like that, and I was like, ugh, honestly, like there's no chance that David Beckham's going to be the next James Bond. So, I, but I did think, well, look, if James, if if David Beckham could be considered, then maybe even I could be considered. So I sat about to see how that was possible, and then strangely enough, um, William Hill, yeah, that one of the world's biggest bookmakers, actually did. Offer me odds of a thousand to one, officially of becoming the next James Bond. But what what was just hilarious about that was the fact that two or three years ago, if anyone's a uh, football, a, a soccer, as that's known in Australia, fan, um, there was a big upset in in England a few years ago where uh, a team called Leicester City, who had never any chance to win the Premier League, they got they got given odds at the start of the season of being five thousand to one. To win the Premier League. So if you look at the difference in odds, Leicester were picked to be 5,000 to 1 to win the Premier League, right? William Hill have given me 1,000 to 1 to become the next James Bond. So I'm thinking they think I'm at least five times more likely to become the next James Bond as Leicester were to win the Premier League. And of course, we all know, <laughs> or maybe you don't, but oh, spoiler alert, Leicester won the English Premier League. So, uh, you know, so let's let's just leave it floating out there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so cool. There are a lot of listeners in the UK to this podcast. With my nursing over there, so well,
1: forgive me, forgive me for uh, going against my very soul and calling it soccer, but uh, that's for Australian viewers. Yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. It's football to us, but not in this country. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. I love that you've um, you've put that intention out there into the universe. (laughs) 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 Daniel Craig, better watch out.
1: Yeah, d- 003 and a half, I'm calling it. You, <laughs> n- you never know, right?
0: <laughs> Go for d- 014. Why you do stuff less? <laughs> 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 That's very cool. Okay, I am, I'm obviously all about promoting self care to nurses. That is the premise behind the Happiness podcast and everything else that I do with happiness. As part of my workshops and my coaching, I always talk about having a non-negotiable in my self-care. So, do you have a self-care practice, and what would be your non-negotiable?
1: Uh, actually, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I kind of do. I, you know, I've probably never called it a non-negotiable, but it kind of is. And that is, I have a kind of little. Uh, agreement with myself, so I guess that's a non-negotiable uh, that I need to put joy into my day at some point every day. It, it can't happen by chance. Obviously, I, I do a lot of things. You know, I am someone who has kind of automatically built happiness into my life, and it's you know that becomes a pattern. You just get used to doing fun, happy things. Are there bad times? Are there sad times? Of course, you know, and, and you know, obviously, I'm mentally equipped to deal with that, and it's things that I've been helping other people to deal with for years as well. But um, I, I find that. You know, if for any reason, you know, like I I wasn't necessarily going to have any one particular piece of happiness or joy in a day, well, then I I will have to make sure that I then, you know, do actually put something in there because that, that in itself becomes a pattern, you know, and it's something I teach to people is the fact that, you know, our, our brains love patterns, you know, they love certain routines and we do things a number of times kind of on purpose. And eventually the back of the mind goes, oh, Cool. That's the way you feel, or that's the way you act, or that's your routine. I'll kind of run that as an automatic program now. So, so even putting joy in your life on purpose um, becomes kind of like default. Like, so you know, so you know, you do that for a couple of weeks. You know, you you can't just suddenly stop because your brain's like, oh, hang on. No, you you've got to go out and do this thing, or you know, get the PlayStation out, or or. Read a book or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, you know, you have to put it in. So, for me, a non negotiable is definitely finding some kind of thing in the day, no matter how busy or crazy the schedule is, no matter how short or long it takes, but some something which's going to give a, a little spike in that kind of beautiful, positive, happy feelings.
0: Yeah, definitely. I always say you've got to do something every day that brings you joy as well. It's, um, yeah, as you see, it's that subconscious patterning you need to get earlier mm. so that you're instantly looking for it every single day
1: yeah yeah I might, I might i might start to expect it you know it's it's just like the smoker who smokes 40 a day you know like they don't want to be smoking but unless they address that pattern that pattern's kind of going time for another one time for another one it expects it you know so uh, you know let, let's give it some nice healthy happy patterns
0: yeah totally and the, the emotions that are surrounding that patterns too you need to start digging into them as well don't you hmm. Yeah. I've got a hypnotherapy background too. I don't know if you're aware of that.
1: I did not know that, but that's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. which helps you understand a bit more of what I do. <laughs>
0: yes, it
1: does.
0: Yeah, I, um, I created a model of self-care and broke it down into five aspects because self-care kind of gets thrown around and associated with things like going to the spa or something really indulgent. So I wanted to address the fact that it's more than just that indulgent aspect. So I've broken it down into the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and the indulgent aspects and how important each one is. So what would be your idea of indulgent self-care?
1: Of indulgent self-care? Ah, uh, probably, <laughs> probably what I was literally doing about an hour ago, and that was I was in the water for about two hours this morning. Oh, um, I'm, a, I'm such a keen surfer I, I do something else called foil surfing which is essentially a, a surfboard with a hydrofoil underneath it um but if you you know anything around that kind of surfing arena uh, i just love being in the ocean and you know to force myself to like i knew i knew we were recording this but literally i kind of piled through the door about 15 minutes ago had a quick shave shower got the salt water off and and, and jumped into the studio here um but that indulgent for me was being able to spend two hours of what essentially could be an eight-hour workday. So a quarter of my day has been taken up doing this incredible thing because the conditions were correct today. And they might not be correct tomorrow. Tomorrow might just be an office day all day, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's freezing out there today.
1: <laughs>
0: I <It's weird>. here <laughs> so with a scarf on. A <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> this morning, I've got a paddle board, but I must say I'm a kind of summer fair weather paddle boarder. I'm not, it's
1: packed really- away for now, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's an inflatable one, so it's very deflated and then it's bad,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's awesome. And the ocean is so calming, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, look, actually, for, for me, you know, when, when I if i say I spend two hours in the water, like it sounds like oh, man, it's crazy surfing, crazy going, whatever. But actually, a lot of it is. You know, just bobbing around the ocean, and uh, and you're absolutely correct. You know, I I find it very soulful. I very find it very calming. I find it a, a time of reflection, and 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 I don't know. just this. You know, I don't know what it is, but there's something about staring at water. You know, whether it's the river, whether it's you know watching rain trickle down a window pane, and definitely just watching the ocean is it's something very calming and soothing. And so just amongst that time that I might be sat out there for a couple of hours, you know, sometimes we have crazy sessions, but a lot of the sessions, you know, you might only get a handful of good waves. And a lot of the time is actually spent sat waiting, kind of what we say, out the back, you know, just past where the waves are breaking, waiting. And that that's a real time of soulful reflection. And I find it very, very calming, very soothing, very, very good for me.
0: Yeah, it is. It's good for the soul. And you're doing something that brings you joy as well. So it's all, yeah. all encompassing me, yeah. isn't it? If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. I also speak about turning up as the best versions of ourselves when we're nurses because I believe if we're turning up as the best versions of ourselves, we're offering our patients the best possible care we can. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself?
1: Uh, probably my parents, actually. Uh, who actually during this lockdown period where we're here, actually still here. They're from the UK. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm broadcasting this from Western Australia, Perth, Western Australia, where you are actually. Um, but um, yeah, my parents came over for a, uh, I think a six-week visit, and it's now been um, three and a half months i have been here. <laughs> and wow. But yeah, they've always been incredibly encouraging a bit of of me doing things. So right from a very early age, it was quite clear that I I wasn't set for the standard, like do your exams, leave school, get the job, stay in that career for 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it was. Uh, you know, I started DJing when I was 15 and my dad started helping me. He was, he would, you know, build the lights and the bits and pieces I needed. Then he, because I wasn't old enough, I was actually booking gigs when I was 15 or 16, not old enough to drive. And then, so he would drive me around to gigs, um, pick me up afterwards Um, And, you know, I I, I had a really interesting opportunity. So I I just finished school uh, at 18. I was due to go to university uh, after that summer break. And during that summer break, I got the opportunity to go and DJ on one of the Greek islands for six months. And, you know, it's kind of pretty tricky to turn down. And, you know, far from... It being a, 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 an issue with my parents, it was kind of like, absolutely, you have got to grab these opportunities. You know, you you'll always have a chance to go back to uni, and and you know that kind of that kind of has always driven me just to go out and just do things which are different um, and just try things. I, I'm a big proponent of giving things a go. You know, I. I you know, I did reference my TEDx talk earlier, but if you do look that up, look, look, look at TEDx Matt Hale and you'll find that the core of that is about something called the power of probably, which is a kind of a, I guess, a, a little way I think, which I've tried to, you know, pop down into a, a nice little morsel, which is basically I've always, You know, I've kind of discovered I've looked at things and thought, hey, look, there's someone doing that thing, huh. you know, therefore it can be done. I can probably do that. <laughs> now, of course, I do prove myself wrong on, on numerous times. But what it does do, it gives me that chance to try lots of things. And of course, from trying lots of things, you succeed a lot of things as much as you, you know, you fall over a few times. But definitely on those times you fall over, there's something that you you take away from that experience as well. So, you know, that that power of probably I, I, I definitely. I'm someone who's always looked at things and go kind of like, "Oh, there's you know, I could probably do that." <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually I listened to that TEDx talk this morning. Okay, great. Yeah, it was it was really good, and I loved your um your I don't know if you call it an analogy, but of the car park, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I tend did. to do the same as you, and I always get a space. It's fascinating yeah. how it works.
1: Yeah, yeah. If if we want to just very quickly explain it to everyone, here, I, I kind of liken it to that thing of like. You know, there's, no, there's no magic to this. There's no kind of you know, god of car parking giving me the space rather than my friends. But I'm someone who thinks, look, even if, even if it's the busiest time of day, I can probably get a car park. People are coming and going all the time anyway. So I'm much more likely to be like mentally, subconsciously, and consciously looking out for a car park, going a bit slower because I'm expecting to see someone coming out. Someone who's like, "Oh, I guess I'll never get a car park. It's too busy." You know, their mind's already on driving out and wondering where they're eventually going to park. So they're going to be going a bit quicker through the car park. They're not going to be as more attuned to what's going on around them because they're expecting, "Ah, oh, me again. I never get a car park." You know. So it's it, it, you're auto suggesting to yourself. So
0: yeah, and it is. It's that power of probably. It's all that positive visualization almost. We take it right yeah, down. Yeah, and,
1: and I'm I'm a big I'm a, 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 a I you know. I'm, a, I'm big on the kind of science side of things. So, you know, when people talk to me about manifesting something, I say, look, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but we can't just sit here and go, oh, I'm going to manifest a brand new car. I'm going to, you know, but what I do understand by that and what I kind of see where people are thinking of that is, is, in my eyes, is like, look, if you are going to concentrate on something and have it top of mind, well, then, yeah, you're much more likely to notice the opportunities around you that will help you get to that. You know, it's like, you know, you think I, you know, I'm looking for a a, a certain model car and then suddenly you see them all the time on the freeway. You know, it's just your brain starts looking out for those things much more. So um, I I don't think there's any kind of real trickery to it. It's just, you know, it's just your mind doing the thing that it does.
0: Yeah. And it's just being open to Mm. the, the possibilities that are out there, as you're saying, thinking outside the box as well. Yeah. obviously as nurses we're all very scientific so yeah yeah absolutely yeah the listeners yeah. will all resonate with what you're saying definitely yeah that's good yeah so what expert advice can you offer nurses in regard to their self-care i know you're big on mind hacking happiness so i'd love to pick your brain a bit more on that
1: yeah i i think this is you know this is for sure for nurses but you know it's kind of like a template across for everybody and that's just to be aware of you kind of we almost touched it earlier and this is it's almost at the core of every every session i do i like you know late after this afternoon i'm, I'm doing another one-on-one session um on zoom with you know a hypnotherapy client you know whether I do a group seminar whether it is at the very core i always talk about this main thing of the pattern forming you know by by your brain so it, you know when you know that you you are you don't have to be a victim of your thoughts. You 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 can acknowledge that they're going to do strange things sometimes, but you don't actually have to always be a victim. You, you know, you can, you can create a new reaction to that. You can create a new pattern to that. So it, it's just that awareness that, you know, do something consciously a few times, let your brain kind of go, all right, mate, I've got that. I'll take over. I'll run that in the background for you. Now that can be, you know, within a, any part of your uh, profession or any part of your personal life. You know, if you're someone who's, you know, not a confident speaker, you don't like, you know, as nurses, you, you know, you're dealing with the public all the time. But I definitely know that is uncomfortable for some people. You know, some people, you know, in nursing and medical profession, you know, uh, their, their absolute fascination is in the doing the thing. But, uh, but then, you know, that encompasses dealing with all the other people around that person you're doing the thing and helping that person with. And that may be quite daunting. So, you know, for someone like that, the way I would template what I'm talking about across that is basically, you know, get your mind used to the fact that I want to react this way when I get into this situation. And we can do that by visualisation. You know, it's so easy for our minds to kind of blur fiction and reality when we're thinking. So let's kind of spend a, a few moments seeing how we want this meeting to go, how we want to see this interaction to go, you know, the confidence the smiles, the happiness or the, the sternness, whatever it is, the authority. But picture everything about it. Give it every bit of detail you can, You know, whether it's the smell of the room, the air in the room, the, the light coming through the window, the reactions from the people, how you project yourself, how you stand, how you walk into the room. Make that as real as you can in your brain. See that over and over again because the moment you walk into that room, for that interaction in real life, boom, the back of your mind feels like it's almost got a little uh experience of that in real world already so it's going to kind of nudge you towards that experience already so um and the more you do that again like that just starts to become automatic so eventually it kind of goes bang all right mate i've got that that's the one i'll run from this point forward so
0: yeah that's awesome And I totally relate to that because, yeah, we are, we're seen as almost like leaders to our patients and we're promoting health. We're educating them on how to care for themselves. And we need to come across in a confident manner. So, yeah, yeah, that visualization tool that you just explained is, yeah, it's awesome. I also speak a lot because I've got a background in NLP as well as the hypnotherapy. And I speak about the inner critic a lot in trying to get a
1: grasp of that have you got any hints or
0: tips on yeah inner
1: this, is re- this is really great because i i um i was on a podcast about two or three years ago and it's called all lines on me and it's basically it was interviewing people who put themselves in in front of very large crowds right and so one was a sports star one was a singer one was very and they got me and because you know i i, I I do these uh, amongst all my talks and presentations, and seminars, all that. you know A lot of my work is also uh, doing comedy hypnosis shows. And some of those shows, you know, depending on where I am, we can be in theatres of, you know, a thousand people sometimes. So we step onto the stage and boom, there's a thousand people. And uh, yeah, it was a couple of comedians, a couple of great comedians, uh, 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 Bonnie Davis and Andrew Gibbs, uh, who were actually behind this podcast. And they were saying, oh, you know, what about, you know when you walk out and you know sometimes your brain is kind of um yeah sometimes your brain's like yeah oh, you gotta forget your words or what if people don't laugh or whatever like and I, I and there was a massive turning point in that conversation because i was like yeah i get that as well and they were like what? what you know and what it was it was for me it's like yeah i get that but then i just deal with that in a slightly different way it's not that i don't get that you know i can walk out and think you know what if you know i forget you know what i'm about to say in front of all these thousands of people but i see that as a stupid little voice and i belittle it so much so it's almost like it's a funny little character squashed down teeny tiny sat on my shoulder kind of going, What oh, if you forget your words. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of jog on off you go. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I belittle that voice. You know, I, I give it a stupid voice. I make, you know, if I visualized it, it would be like a, a just a pathetic little weak colorless character just sat there and, you know, just don't give it any power, you know, because the thing is, I, I proved that over, you know, Thousands of performances, I don't forget my words when I jump on stage, you know. So that little voice, which does sometimes come out, it's just a random thought, and I just kind of, I I give it, I I just give it the disdain that it deserves. (laughs) Which is, yeah, yeah. Well, what if you forget words? Yeah, yeah. That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Off you go. So that that's kind of mentally what goes through my mind when when that happens. So yeah, that's the inner critic, but that's boom. That inner critic is just flicked off my shoulder.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've heard lots of different techniques of doing it. One of <laughs> is to associate it with someone that you really don't like and you don't trust. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a <an> great <laughs> right one. Yeah, no, I've not heard that before. That's like, yeah, well, I'm not trusting your. Yeah, that's great.
0: And it's like a used car salesman, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh like yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I noticed as well. You've been doing a lot of work around anxiety recently. <laughs>
1: you've
0: and did you not release a meditation?
1: Yeah, actually, it was interesting. So, um, you, you know, I, I'm assuming so, a lot of people will watch this during some portion of lockdown still. If you're watching afterwards, this was filmed during lockdown. It it drastically changed my the way I work because <laughs> up until, you know, COVID hit and all the restrictions, I was flying, not, not mainly around Australia, but sometimes, you know, internationally as well, doing shows and presentations. And, uh as someone whose whole career is mainly built on live presentations to so big groups of people and flying to those, boom, that all came crashing down. So suddenly it went from you know massive year of work to zero. You know, like literally, literally, it all came crashing down. So it did give me time to kind of be back in my home studio. This is my studio here at home, and I thought, well, what can I do during this time? Uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm doing some extra little work online with some people, um, uh, but I thought. I started seeing a lot of people kind of giving back to the community from whatever kind of career, you know, suddenly there were three month trials of you know, guitar lessons or like come and join this yoga class for free and all this online. And I thought, well, what's in my, what's in my tool belt? And mine's kind of a mental tool belt. So I noticed that a lot of people are asking me more about, I'm not, not normally someone who gets anxious, but you know, kind of feeling a bit negative about things and that was, that's, that's normal. In this situation, it's so extraordinary. We're surrounded, you know, you could be, you know, having something negative to yourself or those around you. You're definitely being surrounded way more than normal by all the negativity on social media about what's going on in the, in the normal media, in the news media as well. So, you know, we're not all impervious to this. It's, so at some point, it, it's probably a bit too much for everybody. Um, so I, I put a little anxiety uh, relief audio together and, and i've just made that available free and that's still available free so people can go to my website matthowell.com.au you can you can grab that and there's two or three others in there uh, but what 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 that's led into is is a lot more work in in that field you know i i've actually ended up putting a whole anxiety course together a, a more um a more comprehensive course because you know people getting benefit from this nice little 15 minute um program I put together and, and wanted to kind of delve a bit deeper but that that has just been a, a big problem and it's really to do with m- more the uncertainty of the situation uh, there's been some fascinating um, studies on uncertainty that you know and, and stress and anxiety levels because it it's almost easier to know the result of something whether it's good or bad even if it's bad you okay that's what it is now i'm um, now I have that as what I need to deal with and you know, I can work towards that. But the uncertainty, the not knowing, that can cause absolute havoc with what's going on up here. And and that's why I think we've seen way more um instances of of, of people feeling those kind of negative thoughts. And you know, I, I say to people, it's normal. It's not it's so normal at this stage and, and definitely you know, there are people who you would never think in your in your life and do check in on everybody. You know, ask people if they're okay, you know, not just on, our, on, on the Are you Okay day, but ask them, you know, time to time. And sometimes the people you least like think, you know, they're not impervious. So, um, yeah.
0: I know, well, nurses have been getting called up plethora of different things in recent times, but one of them's obviously been the hero and they're all being – it's been spoke about how they're all on the front line and I know anxiety levels in nurses at the moment are much higher than they probably normally would be because they're obviously facing the, the real reality of what COVID-19 has brought to the world so yeah there's probably quite a lot of listeners out there who will really resonate with what he just said.
1: Yeah, and I'll put the link to your download in the show notes if that's okay. Yeah. And, and and so it's it's, it's what, one thing I'll kind of add to that, and I I'm, I think I may have actually put it in the notes with the audio anyway, but just to put it out here as well is that remember that you know you, you're not you're not born someone who's who's anxiety prone. You're not you you know it again it, it in itself is it's a learned pattern so at the moment you're more you're probably more susceptible to feeling that but again remember this is not it's not part of you it's just something you can deal with and you don't have to be a victim to those thoughts just because you get them you don't actually have to be a victim yes you can acknowledge them you can use tips and tricks to kind of deal with them um, but you don't have to be like ah oh, this is me it's not it's just it's it's a thing it's a thing, and we just deal with things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's true. The more energy you give them, the more real they will become. so it's about yeah, not giving them that energy in the first place. I always talk about going down the rabbit warren. if you don't take that thought down the rabbit warren, it's got much less power than
1: yeah,
0: the have got five key, like five kids <laughs> down the road.
1: Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that would that's awesome. I'll we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you um it's been really lovely to chat to you thank you so much for um sharing your tips been and expertise with us been
1: lovely for me as well
0: yeah it's been really good and um i look forward to speaking to you again soon someday
1: yeah absolutely hopefully we'll see you face to face at the face to face in some point so uh, yeah
0: at some point yeah. going line.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and i will say to anyone who's listening here i i, I will and especially right at the moment as well i have more chance to do this than ever before but if you have any questions um that you think i may be able to help with always feel free to get in touch via social media or my website i'm very active uh, on social media uh, hypno hail is that uh, is, is my uh name on most of those things but you just type in Matt Howe, hypnotist, you'll find me. But um, yeah, I I answer a lot of questions offline and uh, I'm more than happy to do that and and help in any way I can. If there's something you think might be in my mental tool belt may be of use to you or may even be of use for you to be able to use uh, in your profession, please feel free to get in touch. Perfect. Thank you so much for that.
0: Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happiness community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happiness.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.